This is 93.7 The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion Vershawn Jackson. Oh, got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Presented by Wingstop. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Is this thing on? I think it's on. I'm just making sure because I can't really hear myself. I can now. How we doing, fellas? Monday hangover? We got a hangover today? We got a funeral. Look at Bach. He's dressed like a mortician or something right here. What in the world is going on, Bach? Why are you dressed like that? It's my favorite holiday. I gotta. Uh, somebody's got to dress up around here. Oh, it's Halloween. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I'm dressed up as the black shirt today. <laughs> Are you? You got the black shirt shirt on? Yeah. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> you don't let off as a guy dress up in black shirts. I forgot it was Halloween. Did you? For how long? You haven't this whole morning? Yeah. Oh, uh, not a big Halloween guy. No. No. Not anymore. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I'm forty something years old. You been handing out uh, some some trick trick or treats? I just you guess just treats tonight. Nah, I don't know. Nah, turn the lights I off. I wanna, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want to hand. The, I don't know if I want to give the kids candy to eat. Yeah. What about if I hand out fruit? You think they'll just throw it out? They'll get mad. Yeah, they, they'll throw it at your door. <laughs> really? Yeah. If I give out bananas and apples and oranges, get out of here, old man! Yeah. You're, you're, oh, you're worth nothing. Today's not the day for your health preaching. Just give us candy. Yeah. <laughs> we hear you on the radio too. Hey, you, hey, you guys, make sure we call Adam Character now. Don't oh yeah. Oh around. yeah. So Bob, okay. what, I don't, I don't have to tell you guys that Adam Character. Ten fifteen. Ten fifteen. Now, what 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 black shirt? Nothing. You're gonna ask Box something. <laughs> I was asking him what body he picked up today. Who, <laughs> Look like a mortician. Are you picking up? <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> yeah, there's okay. there's jokes to be had yeah, there, but uh, it's okay. We better let that be. That, that, what are you? I don't know. I, I guess I'm just a classical gangster. I found this for like uh like. Four bucks or something. <laughs> you have, I didn't spend too much the, on it. Do you have the shoes on? No, you have to buy like. Oh, you're not a gangster, then. You bro. gotta. You, you got ten. Yeah, you gotta buy the shoes and the mm-hmm. hat and the cane separately. I said, no, that's too much. I'll you're just a grab mortician, something. Man. Yeah, I'll be like a mortician. mortician. I like man. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what he is—a mortician. Yeah. Listen, R.M. Husker says this because I'm starting out. It stuns me that fans are upset at Mickey that a program he inherited that was at its lowest. It's been in 14 years, or it's been in years, get beat by a top 14 team. <laughs> let's, not, let's not forget that. That this is a good football team. And I think we had our opportunities to beat this football team. But we beat ourselves by three turnovers, two of which came in the first quarter and or, or, or in the first half. And you can't win games 
doing that. I don't care who you are. doesn't matter. And you got to take your hat off to, to Bilma. You got to take your hat off to this football team. They came in. They were, they were, they, they were coached well. Um, and, and defensively, I thought they, they raised the bar on us. You know what I mean? They, they, they made the plays they were supposed to make. You make, you get a, you get a, we throw the ball up. It's a, it's a duck and they make the play. That's, that's what football is about making plays. It's all, it's a game of plays. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm with you on that one. We got to understand that we played a top 15 team at the point it was 17. We really played them well. I mean, look at the second half of that football game. Well, and I think, well, the second half wasn't a great look for Nebraska. Um, but to your point, that's, I mean. With defensively, he, it, defensively, it was. Yeah, but 29 total yards in the second half for the offense is going to overshadow that. I'm just saying, but to the point of Casey Thompson going out, yes, the the backups weren't prepared, and, and that that was obvious. And that needs to get fixed immediately because Casey Thompson might not be available uh, to face the Golden Gophers. Um, but if you lose a quarterback, um, that's a significant disadvantage for anybody, you know. And so I, yeah, I mean, there, I, 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 I don't know how much people are upset at at Mickey. Um, there might be people that maybe feel like he maybe isn't ready to take on this job, or maybe whatever in the rankings he fell. I don't know if there's. A, <laughs> I don't think people can be totally upset though. He took a program that hasn't been above 500 in in five years and is asked to to fix it on the fly. Um, I, I don't, I, I just, I don't think people could be too upset at, you know, this coaching staff for, this is not ideal. This is not a good, this is not the situation that you want to be in as a football program with an interim coach to begin with mid season. Well, yeah, I'm not, I, I, go ahead, real. Cause I'm, I'm I got like, a different take. But. What, I, what I watched, what I watched at the game Saturday, man, I watched an offense that plays like a light switch. I'm on, I'm off, I'm on, I'm off. Uh, you finally they the offensive line finally got what you know they see what happened to Casey. So you know I'm not gonna blame it on them, but they got to play better. You know it's it, it, it's if you if you want to go to a bowl game or if you want to win another game, you got to raise the bar. You know they play. You know the defense. You put a defense in a situation where they taking the ball over on the 30 yard line every. It seems like every every time. Um, I don't know, man. What happened? To, what, but what happened to ball control? Uh, let me that, take you. That, let I, me I, take you guys through a sequence. Let me take you through a sequence. And we're talking about the offensive lackluster play of the offense, and 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 the, to me, it was all about the play call. Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily in that first quarter. Anthony Grant ran the ball all the way down to the twenty-nine yard line. That's the first quarter. Okay, so he had a twenty-three-yard run. In the first quarter. Let me say that one more time. He had a 23-yard run in the first quarter. Why why on earth would we do this? We're only down 16-0. We get the ball all the way to the 29-yard line. It's 11 minutes and 38 seconds to go in the game. First pass. First down. Pass. Second down. Pass. Third down. What do you think happened? That's Run. the interception? Yeah. Picked yeah. off. But you're at the 29-yard line. How about we put in a big package 
and run the damn ball. I'm sick of it. This is ridiculous. This ain't coaching. Or, 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 this ain't uh, uh, PlayStation coaching. This is real football. It's something called time of possession. It's something called controlling the tempo and the ball and being physical with the guys across from you. You can't do it catching. Why do I say that? Because if we're in a drop-back passing, our offensive linemen are catching the defensive linemen. They're catching the guys that's rushing, the linebackers. You hope they catch them, I should say. But let's just, again, why are we putting the ball in the air three times? In the beginning of the game, you got the crowd in the game, big run to one of the best backs in the Big Ten, and then you turn them off. You turn the faucet off, like you said, light switch off. It's, it, it, it behooves me because this is what we've seen over the years. We get down into their side of the ball, their side of the, the field, and we want to put the ball up instead of run the damn ball. We got to get a T-shirt, 93.7 a ticket, run the damn ball. I don't care if you don't get any yards. Run the damn ball. That's how you do this thing. You don't win games by getting to the 29-yard line and being first and 10 and then throw the ball three straight times. We need to check what we're doing because I would tell you Coach Osborne could put plays together right now in the ripe old age that he is right now better than what we're doing. Better than what we're doing. Period. We've seen a tight end screen. It went for 45 yards. Tight end screen. 45 yards. Did we see it again? No. Not one time. Tight end screen for 45 yards. We're, we're we're up with that. When we hit them with that screen, we were up nine to six. It was still in the first quarter. Still in the first quarter. It's just like it's just like when the receiver fumbled the ball, man. Um, we came back on offense, three straight passes. Why we didn't run? We was already on the 20, 30 yard line. We should have ran. And, and and I'm starting to question Whipple's play calling ability because this is not the ACC. We're not a pass happy league, you know. He should have he should have ran it down their throat. He should have kept putting pressure on them, just, you know, just throwing trick plays at them. He could have either ran a reverse with Trey, you know. It's just it's it's a lot to question today about Whipple's play calling. Well, you got to find a way to get your best player into the game, and, and and you get the ball in his hands. They did that with Isaiah. They did that with Isaiah. They made sure, okay. We got nothing because we, to me, we shut my man down into the second half, into the fourth quarter. You know, we shut him down, and then Chase Brown was shut down, and then and then you go to uh, uh, their second weapon. What happened? They gave him the ball, different areas. We got to do the same thing. You can't have Trey Palmer, who just went for two hundred something yards and broke a record, and then the next game we go one catch, one yard. Are you kidding me? It doesn't work like that. Play the music, Bob. 
Oh, anyway, I'm going to keep reading. We've missed him a few weeks. At least one. But back by popular demand is Adam Carriker live. Adam, get into it, man. I ain't talked to you in a while. What's your thoughts on this game? Oh, man. Um, you know, when we went up 9-6, to six, I was actually feeling, like, pretty good about things. And, you know, Illinois went right down the field, scored. We came right back to the pick, unfortunately. But you felt like, all right, it's a good defense. They haven't faced as talented an offense as us. I don't know how good we are. Uh, comparatively speaking, but we have more talent than anyone they face. You know, what can we possibly do over the course of four quarters? Casey goes down and everything kind of changed after that. It got kind of ugly. You guys are talking about the play calling wasn't phenomenal. Personally, I would have loved to have seen Logan get more of a chance. I'd love to see. There's a lot of things Scott could have done differently. We know that. But one thing I thought he did well was when Logan started versus Iowa. I thought he had a great game plan and was able to adjust. I feel like all year I've been saying we need a package for Logan, a simple package for the offense that will probably take the defense twice as long to prepare for, which takes away from their time to prepare for the rest of our offense. So it gives us another weapon. It gives us something in case Casey goes down because he tends to get beat up a lot. I think he's a tough kid. We need better blocking up front. And so there was multiple reasons for it. But obviously, when Chubba came in, he struggled. The play calling wasn't great. Logan got kind of a chance for a series. I felt like we should have given him more of a chance and adjusted better on the fly than we did offensively. Don't we have to throw? Don't we have to run the ball though in those situations? I was I was describing. Um, yeah, not, it definitely wasn't Scott, but uh, Anthony Grant getting the ball, ran the ball for twenty three yards right in the first quarter. This is the first quarter, down to the twenty nine yard line. We go. Three straight passes into the interception. Uh, we go, we throw a tight end screen for the first time, and it looked great. We never went back to it. So nine to six still in the first. It's still nine to six into the second quarter. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun – yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But we did the exact same thing. First down pass, second down pass, third down. We Third and 11, this is when Casey got hurt. Instead of us running the ball, playing a screen, getting Casey out the pocket, making things easier for life. We have him go seven-step drop, and he gets blasted, and they pick the ball off, of which they go in to score, and the game is changed around. So momentum from for you, do you feel like with us only running the ball with our running backs 15 times, do you feel like we made an effort to run the ball? 
No, not appropriately, not even close. When you got a guy like Anthony Grant, and he only gets he got twelve touches specifically, you know, and that mm-hmm. was it throughout the game as far as running the ball. But that's kind of what I was getting to with with Logan. You're talking before Casey got hurt. I was talking after. Logan's more of a, he's more of a weapon with his his legs than any other quarterback we have. And when you could see Chubba was struggling, you know, that's why I was like, let's give Logan a chance. We should already have a little bit of a Logan package to begin with. The defense should have to prepare for every game, see once if not two series every game. Uh, short yardage, red zone, goal line. He'd be perfect in those situations. Not that Casey can't handle things, but just a weapon uh, that you can throw in randomly. And then if Casey goes down, you've got something to throw out there. But to your point, it's kind of the same point. You're just talking pre-Casey getting hurt and coming out of the game. I'm talking more focusing running the ball first, okay? Mm-hmm. And so for me, I mean, we, we, we can't consistently protect Casey Thompson from any defensive front. We haven't done it. We have not been able to, or any quarterback that's back there. Well, what is a quarterback and a struggling pass-blocking offensive line's best friend? It's a run game. If the defense um, – sorry, one second. <laughs> sorry about that. If the defense has to defend the run first – then your play-action pass and your pass game becomes not only more open, it becomes easier for your offensive line to pass protect if it's something they're already going to struggle with because they're going to have to defend the run first and then react to the pass second. And so that's something I feel like we need to do anyways. Our offensive line isn't great at anything right now. Uh, Mickey has said they're better at run blocking. That kind of goes up and down. But if you just give Anthony Grant a crease, he's going to get you some yards. So I think we, we needed to get him more touches and we needed to adjust better throughout the game, especially once Casey went down. What say you as far as the play call? Because I thought the play call was suspect at best as far as offensively. I mean, we, we like you said, why wouldn't we work on a Logan package? Why are we – when was the last time we seen us throw a slant? I'm looking at this Illinois defense. They're giving up the slant. We didn't uh, – that adjustment never happened, and I, I'm, 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 a, I'm just astonished that we don't make adjustments offensively. We haven't really. I mean, we've threw some big plays. We've had big plays, but as you see, you get a defense that is not going to give you big plays. You have to systematically attack them with runs and passes, predominantly runs because it slows it down. And me and Terrell was on the sideline watching. Those guys got tired, didn't they, Terrell? Oh yeah, they was. They was holding their hips. Them, they, I mean, we was wearing them down, but we should have. We should have. Whipple should have seen it. He should have just pushed the gas on them. You know, just punch it on them and keep driving it, that, driving it down their throat. But just going away from the run is totally unacceptable with a team like Illinois. So it's interesting, and I'm going to try to remember these numbers off the top of my head because I talked about because uh, we're we're a big play offense. We're not a consistent move-the-chains offense where we don't block well enough, we're not disciplined enough, and things of that nature. And the play calling doesn't really behoove that either. It's kind of an all-or-nothing type of offense. And I would have loved to have seen more screens too, by the way, just in general. But the past two games combined, when you look at Purdue and Illinois, okay, Illinois had the ball for over 38 minutes. We had it for just over 21. Purdue had the ball for over 42 minutes. We had it just over 17. Purdue ran 101 plays. Okay, we ran 52. Illinois ran 70. We ran 49. So if you add those numbers up, Purdue and Illinois had the ball for over one hour and 20 minutes. We had it for 39 and change, less than half. In fact, 
Purdue had the ball for 42 minutes in that game alone versus us. Our past two games combined, we've had it for a combined in those two games, 39 minutes. Purdue ran 101 plays against us alone, and our past two games combined, we've ran exactly 101 plays, 52 versus Purdue, 49 last Saturday. And then you add in the additional, okay, 70 plays that Illinois ran. Our opponents have had the ball over 40 minutes more than us the past two games and ran the over set of exactly 70 more plays, 171 plays to 101 plays. I'm actually kind of happy I remembered all those so well because I just <laughs> talked about it. But part of that is being all or nothing, and part of that is not running the ball, not controlling the clock, not moving the chains, not being able to consistently do things, not converting third downs, not stopping teams enough on third downs, and not being able to get teams off the field when they're moving the chains. And a lot of that is conducive to an all-or-nothing type play call on offense, which – can be exciting and fun to watch and nauseatingly frustrating as a fan at the same time. Also exhausting for the defense as well. Mm. Well, you got a ball control though, right? I mean, that that's what you're talking about. You know, we, if you go to back to last week, we got the ball first and goal on the four. And instead of us running the ball on those downs, which would have did what? controlled the time of possession. Even if we only picked up a yard, it would have controlled the time of possession. Tick, 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 tick. Same thing. What happens when you pass? Because we went down there on the goal line, threw the ball up three straight times, caught stop, and gave the ball back. Or came away with a field goal at that point. But let's let's flop over and go to the defense. Because – and we, the, the, I thought that the defense played bend but no break. They played well. I thought they played well. I thought they had breakdowns in communication, and they had breakdowns in the fact that Caleb Tanner needs to be getting after the quarterback. He's not a linebacker. He doesn't do well in space. When they ran that um, uh, Chase Brown and they scored that touchdown off to the, ra- the right, you know who was out there? Caleb Tanner. And I don't know if he got confused or what happened, but my point is he has got such a motor. I just don't understand. If I had that guy, I would have a package for him where I'm blitzing him from all over the place. What say you? So I agree. I mean, we've got three guys who are supposed to be really good pass rushers. And when O'Shawn, you know, committed, what was it, last March to come to Nebraska, I was like, man, there's so many things you can do. You can show this guy coming, then another guy comes, or they can both come, or another another guy comes up the middle, somebody drops. Like, there should be some sort of combination of two of the three guys, Caleb, Garrett, and O'Shawn, coming on, on every play. Sometimes there should be all three of them coming. I would never, never drop more than one, uh, because that's not what they're good at. You drop maybe one every once in a while to disguise what you're doing, but you want two of those three guys coming on probably 90% of your plays, and maybe all three coming on the remainder if not even more, a high percentage of those plays. And so that's something, I think we had two sacks Saturday, and that was really it. That's something that I was hoping we would do. I even did a full show on all the different stunts, and blitzes, 4-3, 3-4, everywhere you can put everybody um, at that point in time all those months ago. And there's so many options. And I, I think Bill Bush has helped make the defense better, but it's kind of like Mickey. They're both building the plane while they're flying it. Uh, they stopped it from crashing, which it was going to do. So at least give them credit for that. I think it's a challenging job. You know, I do get frustrated when I see certain things like that not being done as much. Uh, I do think Mickey and Bill have <laughs> both done about as good a job as you're going to find, but you can always do better. 
Uh, I do think the defense was the beneficiary of Illinois recognizing that our quarterback was down. And I think their offense kind of went into conservative mode. It was almost like, hey, our defense is really good. They're starting quarterbacks out. They're backup struggling. They're not going with anything else. And we don't have to score a ton. So we're going to go ultra conservative on offense because now we've got a double-digit lead. Uh, I do think the defense played well, adjusted better than our offense did, but I do think they were the beneficiary of Illinois recognizing the game-time situation and being more conservative on offense as the game went along as well, because it could be. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in 100% career. Agreeing. And then you get, in the, you get in the second half of this football game, and we to- our offense totally did nothing. When you, when you, you lose Casey Thompson, which we, we knew – he, I, I, you don't know how big of a margin is between one and two until stuff like this happens. You know, you've got to find a way to, to me, attack the edges. How come we don't attack the edges? When was the last time yeah. you've seen us run a pitch? You know, that's, that's kind of what I'm saying with Logan. Like, all right, so Chubb is the backup. You know, we, he hadn't gotten a ton of action just randomly here and there. The biggest thing I remember, which really wasn't his fault, was, you know, the fumble in the end zone versus Indiana, which is more the pass protection breaking down deep in our, our side of the field. You know, but he finally got a shot. And you could see he was struggling. You know, for me, I mean, Logan, if people remember this, and I've talked about this a couple times, when he committed, he was the first guy to commit in his recruiting class. He never wavered. He was committed to us for over a year all right, before he signed. And he could have easily left. You got Casey t- coming in. You got... Um, Mark Whipple, who's not going to run an offense that's conducive to Logan Smothers' style of play. You've got Chubba coming in. All of a sudden, he goes from starting the Iowa game to being third. He has stuck around. He has stayed around. Uh, he has been incredibly loyal. And so for me, when Chubba starts to struggle, he's obviously not going to be able to get it done. Still a young guy, talented guy. But on Saturday, he wasn't going to get the job done. You know, it's like I remember that Iowa game. Logan played really well. We were ahead and in control of the game, going to win. Obviously, the block punt, if anybody remembers, completely changed everything. But I don't think Logan Smothers is on punt protection. So my point is, I'm a big Logan guy if you haven't put that together. So if Casey goes down, we have to be able to adjust what we're doing on offense, whether it be attacking the edges, pitching, running more screens putting another quarterback in there who might give us another dynamic, another option, another thing that their defense hasn't prepared for. We've got to be able to adjust better on the fly in case Casey goes down and he's going to get banged up. He's not protected well. So you you have to have that plan ready to go. Yeah. I I would love to see us run an option, but you gotta, you gotta think about this though. You know, do we have the option as an option? Because I, it's got me now wanting to, dust off my playbook and, and, and uh, send it down to the University of Nebraska <laughs> and, and so they know how to block the option because, you know, as I look at this defense, they were primed. They were primed for option game all day long. I mean, the, the, the way they lined up, they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine people in the box. Nine in the box. You you, you got to get it done. When, they, when, they, when we threw that interception on third and eleven. Uh, with 6.45 to go up 9.6. They had nine people in the box. Hey, big fella, can you, you stick around one more segment or you got to roll? I, I got to I gotta run, but I appreciate you having me. And I think we're on the same page on a lot of these things, by the way. Absolutely, man. Give me your last thoughts. Oh, man. You know, I look at these last four games. Um, what are we, a 12.5-point underdog to Minnesota? I think a lot of that probably hinges on whether Casey can play or not. You know, Michigan's going to be an interesting game. 
Um, you can translate what I mean by that. For me, you know, I'm obviously not abandoning in the next two games. But I look at Iowa and Wisconsin. I'm like, man, if we could get those two wins, who knows what will happen in the next couple of weeks, but if we could get those two wins, it would be a great way to end the season. To be, you know, If we get to a bowl game, it doesn't seem realistic right now. Um, but if we could end the season on a, on a positive note with the last couple games, it would just be a different vibe going forward, I think. Um, I fear, and obviously when we have a new head coach named, whoever that is, there's going to be a reaction to that. I just, I don't want apathy to set in, you know, with the fans and we got a great fan base. I don't think that'll happen. Um, you know, it's just a concern that I have, you know, don't abandon the season, uh, stay with the team, support them no matter what. Sometimes it's easier and or harder than others. Uh, but that's my final thought. It should be nice to end the season on somewhat of a high note versus Wisconsin and Iowa, a couple teams, you know, they've had our number for quite a while. So that's my final thought. Hey, appreciate it, big fella. As usual, I think if we fought, I thought we fought well, and we, we at least fought these guys. We didn't just give up, and we didn't just lay down. So we'll be right back. It's the captain, sponsored by Wingstop. I'm with the black shirt. I'm with Jacobin. We'll be right back. Jacobin, the PJ Morticianer. That's what he looked like. That's the road of boat. Still. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.